Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with advice and information that empowers you so you make better financial decisions in your life. So first question for you. Do you subscribe to our podcast? Just hit the button to subscribe, follow our plus button wherever you listen or watch. A lot of people don't know we have a full video version of our podcast. I'm going to start with a video thing you should know about. It will help prevent vehicle thefts and can also help you in the event you're in an accident. And later, I'm going to talk about the job market. And there's a lot of scary headlines going on about the job market right now. And I want to talk about what the real picture is with employment as we move through 24. So there's been a lot of good news on something that was a terrible news story for two years running, and that is we had a massive surge in crime around the country in urban, suburban, and rural America. In fact, the largest spike in crime in the United States apparently was in rural America over the last few years, and that started turning around last year, and the stats that are coming out for 23 show that last year had a big decline in violent crimes of all different categories. And that is great news and great relief because there'd been this giant spike that kicked off during COVID and had a lot to do with kids not being in school. But anyway, the picture has gotten much better for everything except one type of theft involving our cars, our vehicles, SUVs, pickup trucks. They're being stolen at what appear to be record numbers. They're being broken into. And I see this, you know, I walk a lot. And I see the glass on the street where someone's come along and busted a window, stolen stuff out of a vehicle, pickup truck drivers having a big problem with people breaking into the beds if there's a bed cover to steal what's in the pickup truck bed, maybe finding expensive tools, construction materials, who knows what. And so now there are a number of devices, sentry devices, that is an idea that Tesla has had for most of its existence. 
And now there are devices you can buy that work aftermarket on most any vehicle you buy that will monitor it. Sentry mode means it's on standby. It's watching like a video security guard. And the most sophisticated systems follow the Tesla model where you're alerted if you set that setting immediately and you can live video see what's going on at your car, truck, whatever. So this is an area that the marketplace is answering now with all these third-party devices that you can put on a variety of vehicles. And you won't necessarily prevent it, but you'll be able to document it. You may even catch a suspect red-handed, and if they steal expensive stuff, it may be something you can get a local police department interested in. And when you've got that clear video of the suspect, wow, think about the value of that later going after the individual or proving to your insurance company that you were the victim of a crime and that stuff was clearly stolen. So at Clark.com, we have a a simple list, Clark.com slash cargo, cargo cam. But this is just one area where miniaturization and ultra low cost cameras are making such a difference. I've talked for years and years about the value of you having a dash cam. Now, something that's big for Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, cab drivers, are these two-way dash cams that record what's going on with the passengers in your vehicle and also record what's going on on the road. And these things are not expensive. The most basic dash cams are less than $20. The most expensive ones will set you back hundreds of dollars. And so the marketplace is wide open in this area. And I can tell you that Krista here had a situation where your dash cam, in your case, it's a Tesla, made such a difference with a police officer at a wreck. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. I know I've told the story on the podcast before, but I was sideswiped by a teenager and he thought that I sideswiped him. And so we looked at all the camera video and it was very clear. I also wanted to say one thing that you think about like an alarm system, when someone, Teslas really don't get broken into much because they have the sentry cameras even when they're parked. And so if I had one of these cameras, I'd put a sign on my car or cargo bed or wherever that says smile, you're on camera or something like that to just deter Right, because what you're trying to do, the first layer of defense, is you want a criminal to say, oops, I don't want to be on candid camera here. That would be the first thing. And then the second level is documenting what happened, when it happened, and the rest. And so I think that's really, really valuable to be able to do. For sure. All right, you ready for some questions? I'm ready. Okay. Patrick in New Jersey says, my wife and I have been looking for a second home. Most of the properties and communities we're interested in are in Delaware near Rehoboth Beach. Many of the properties within our price range, $180,000 or less, are in communities where the home sits on the leased property. What do you think about these types of properties? Nothing is included in the lease, and there are HOAs at most communities with very low fees. The leases vary from $10,000 to $4,000 per year, depending on which property we're looking at. Patrick, I have never been a fan of these lot leases. So the idea is 
that the individual who owned the land didn't want to give up ownership of the land, but wanted it to be able to generate revenue for a period of years. The leases could be for whatever number of years are left. And then at that point, you lose all your rights, then they can turn around and if the property value and certainly has gone up a lot in beach communities has gone up a whole lot, suddenly they're, they're like, yeah, you're out, I'm in, and I'm going to do whatever with the land. I'm going to sell it to a developer, whatever the circumstance is. What happens, and I, I remember there was a pretty famous case with a multifamily development that had a 50-year lot lease. And then the last 15 years, the property kept changing hands because not the land itself, but the, the property, because nobody wanted to put any improvements in it. And then by the end, it had fallen into complete disrepair. What ultimately happened? Exactly what I'm talking about here. The property was sold underneath the development. The development was bulldozed. And new stuff was built there. And guess what the next owner did? They bought the land. Yeah. They didn't just build what they were going to build. They bought the land and built this multifamily thing. So Delaware may have some protections built into their laws that help you in that kind of circumstance where you're able to renew in perpetuity. I doubt it. Okay. Joe in California says... This is about buying additional warranty coverage. I've bought Apple products for over 15 years. So two years ago, I bought my wife an iPad Pro 12.9 inch for $1,100. In November, the display went totally black, but I was able to resurrect it. Two weeks later, it went black again, but this time, neither myself nor Apple geniuses were able to recover the display. Apple does not repair it but offered a refurbished machine for $750. If I had purchased Apple Care, I would have received a new machine for free. So what about Clark's take on warranties? So this is a great question. You said, and I'm, I feel terrible for you because it means sunk cost of $1,100 down the tubes two years in, where it's reasonable to expect an iPad to last year after year after year after year. Let's look at the overall math of it. And your circumstance is how Apple is able to lure so many people into Apple Care because of the time, this time, that you've gotten really burned. So you have been buying Apple products for 15 years. If you paid for Apple Care on all the Apple products you've owned over the last 15 years, odds are it would be far more money than the 750 that Apple wants to charge you for the refurb. So I'm not a fan of warranty coverage, extended warranty coverage on any item that is an electronics item because for the most part, think back through any kind of TVs or anything like that. Usually they're very reliable and work year after year after year after year. And eventually the math will run out in your favor and you'll have an incident like this that is really stinking and eats up your wallet. I would still say if what I'm saying rings true to you, yeah, you're right. 
none of these electronics that I've bought over the years routinely break prematurely, you'll find that you're better off taking the sting of this burn on the iPad and not taking the lesson from it that moving forward, you should pay the enormously expensive cost of Apple Care. Because let me tell you, Apple Care is a no fooling kind of expense month after month, year after year. This one's from Todd in Florida. Just a tip for Clark for post-mint budgeting tools. Beyond the options on Clark.com, some banks and credit cards will allow you to track spending and budget by linking external accounts similar to what Mint offered. One is J.P. Morgan Chase, who I have a Freedom Card with. But as a customer, they let me track and budget with all my external accounts. Just uncheck the Share with Investment Advisor toggle at no cost. I know Schwab has a more basic offering for external account accounts as well. And we also heard from a couple other people. One said Fidelity, Fidelity. has a good tool. So we're, we're looking at all these and adding to our article at Clark.com as we research them. And all of these are what are known as screen scraper programs. And what's interesting about the J.P. Morgan Chase with the advisor toggle, what they're trying to do at all these financial houses is they want to uh, capture your assets. So if they provide you for free uh, budgeting and tracking tools, they also have their prying eyes that can see, oh, look at this person. We only have 22% of their assets. Let's see if we can go get the rest of their assets into our house instead of wherever they are. I think it's worth it as long as you don't fall for some pitch that would not be good for you moving your money somewhere else. As an example with J.P. Morgan Chase, yeah, they, they are a bank. They also have the brokerage operation. Brokerage operation is much more expensive than being with my favorite children. Good idea that you turn that advisor toggle off. I also wanted to go back to Joe in California and say I looked, I was just looking on eBay and lots of people are selling like two-year-old, some are new in box, um, iPad Pros this and similar, some are used. So rather than getting refurbished, maybe look at buying one of those for $300 or $500 is what I was seeing. And look, look in the marketplace instead of feeling like you have to stay in Apple's house. They already said they're not going to pay to repair it, so you don't have to buy from them. Plus, iPads of all types go on sale all the time. You might be able to find a new in-box that's a newer generation than the one you have at a better deal than what you paid before. So coming up ahead, we're going to talk about where the jobs are and maybe aren't moving forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds— 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At every meeting we have about what the buzz is in the general news media, it seems never a week goes by that we're not discussing articles that are talking about the sky is falling because of AI, that artificial intelligence is going to destroy the jobs, most recent headline I saw, of 40% of American workers, that your job will be demolished. The same time, right now, there's company after company that's announcing layoffs. And what's funny is I read the financial press all the time, and a company will announce layoffs with big, almost like fanfare. Yay, we're going to lay off 10,000 people. And then what happens to that company's stock? The stock goes up in reaction to it. That's why companies make all these big press release announcements. We're right-sizing our employment. And Wall Street takes it as, oh, that's going to lead to more profits. And so the financial people at a company will tell the Wall Street analysts, yeah, so we're going to lay off all these people and... This is going to be the net benefit to earnings over the next so many quarters. They're playing a press release game. You'd think that usually companies would want to keep it quiet that they're laying people off. But no, the marketplace incentives encourage companies to beat their chest about layoffs. So you never really hear about This new company is hiring these many people. This fast-growing company is hiring these many more people. No, all that makes news are the companies laying people off. All that makes news are the alarmists talking about all the jobs and job categories that are going to be destroyed by artificial intelligence. So are there going to be jobs destroyed by AI? Yes. Every new technology leads to a change in the workplace. Decades ago, there was a university study done, research study done, of the changes in the job market over 20-year cycles. And something that's been refined over time is somewhere like 70% of jobs that will exist 20 years from now don't exist today. So, yes, the job market continually morphs, continually changes. And jobs exist that are very common that didn't exist at all 30 years ago. That's the nature of the workplace. You know, pre-COVID, nobody could have predicted that we would have so many workers working remotely either full-time remote or part-time remote. 
And if you live in a major metro area, you probably noticed the traffic patterns that the back half of 23 brought into place that are clearly still present here in 24. And that is traffic on Mondays and Fridays is generally much lighter during commuting hours than it is on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The reason a lot of employers that are allowing hybrid work require workers to be in office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so you can see it. I talk to restaurant owners in office areas, and they talk about the difficulty of staffing a restaurant because of this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday pattern. They can't have enough workers those three days, and they have too many on Mondays and Fridays because of these new patterns. But there's a big difference between being a hybrid worker and entirely remote. I've read story after story about how when you work completely remotely, you are really dead-ending your career with that company because when it comes time to raises and promotions, those are going to go to people that are visible and present to bosses, to supervisors, to managers. When you are a disembodied voice and figure on internal video, whatever, chats, calls, it's different than when you're present in human form. Not that you're not a human when you're on a meets or... You're in person, yeah. Yeah, but there is such a difference. And so the dynamic is that you may have the convenience of working at home all the time with the detriment to future career mobility with that company. You may find that in order to advance, you have to go somewhere else and use the skills you have to get more pay. But the other thing on the job market is all the headlines about where people aren't hiring ignores what they are hiring. Construction's way short of workers. And in the construction industry, not all employment is running machinery or building things or whatever. It's also a lot of administrative and accounting and finance and computing and all these things. You know, people think about, oh, my skills are in computers, so that means I have to go with a tech company. No, companies of all types, and even to not small companies, but a little bit smaller companies, need technical expertise on staff. So going to where the jobs are growing is what's really important. What's growing continually because of an aging society? Anything involved with medical. So many of the jobs in a medical facility have nothing to do with direct medical care delivery. They're administrative and other capacities. And so, yes, the job market does change a lot. And yes, the headlines can scare you. And no, don't become fixed on what you do today and think it's what you're going to be able to do your entire life. You don't want to wear blinders like a racehorse. You want to be wide open seeing where the opportunities are moving to, and you want to follow that and move with them. Krista? 
Okay, Kathy in Maryland wrote in and said, I recently opened my own business, a yoga studio. Namaste. It's doing fairly well, but we do have the need for working capital as the business continues to grow. I was approved for a business loan, which would go under the business EIN number, but due to the startup nature of the business, the interest rate is 17.99%. Really? 18%? And my husband and I would both have to sign as personal guarantors. The business is set up as a C-Corp, so I know I would deduct the interest of the loan. However, I feel like if I just wait until we've been in business at least six months, we should be able to get better terms. My accountant suggested that I use a HELOC, but I'm not sure this is a good idea. I could also borrow against my 401k and or take a second loan out against our vehicle. I'm trying to protect our personal credit while still funding the business responsibly. I'm a longtime listener of your show and have learned so much from you. Thank you for all of your sage advice through the years. So, Kathy, I don't know if you know, I'm a two-time-a-week yoga person. And I had a heart operation in December, and so I've not been able to do yoga since October. And I'm already feeling the loss Mm. of muscle mass now that it's been... Gosh, it's been three months since I've been able to do yoga. And uh, I wish you enormous success because you can make so much difference in people's health and strength. It's so awesome that you've started your own business. Yeah. Well, you know, I always love that. And at a time where you see a lot of businesses, you know, I've seen a lot of fitness studios closing down and, you know, starting a new fitness business. I think that's awesome. You know, so often when a business closes, It can either be general market conditions in an area or something that's happened with that business itself. And so there's always new entrepreneurs who come in and start things. And I know it's scary at times, but I'm a lifelong serial entrepreneur, longtime entrepreneur of businesses, and I'm really excited for you. Now, let me move to the loan thing. You're not going to find that six months is going to make this better. It is a terrible problem with small businesses, particularly service businesses, that lenders always want to do what's called pierce the corporate veil. Business owned in a C-Corp, there's liability protection in it. And as a result, the lender wants someone to go after if a business loan goes bad. So they're charging you a very high rate at 18%. That's a terrible rate. And at the same time, it's still a personal liability. And again, you will find this for many, many months, potentially years to come, that lenders are always going to want to pierce that corporate veil until and unless you become a really big player, maybe multiple yoga studios, all that, you're going to find this problem. So, I would follow the advice that you received from your accountant and consider alternative loans. There's no reason you couldn't, with some other method of borrowing that you're personally responsible for, that you couldn't get a much lower interest rate and still deduct that interest because it is a legitimate business expense. That money is being used for your yoga studio, for its cash flow needs. As for the home equity line, the HELOC, that is going to be the cheapest money you're probably going to be able to come that has a revolving credit line. The problem is you're putting your home at risk. 
So if you do that, never take out so much money on a HELOC that you would put your business at risk. Mason in Texas says, I'm a recently married 25-year-old and I dare I say a newly budding Clarky. You mentioned in a previous show that investing in target date retirement funds should only be done with our 401k and IRA retirement accounts. Does this strategy still apply for my health savings account? Currently, I have my HSA invested in a target date fund and would consider reallocating my investments if it'd be more beneficial. Mason, no one's ever asked me that question. And yes, having your HSA and a target date fund, if the purpose of the HSA is just to build tax-free money for later in life and you're not going to use it for current medical expenses, that is absolutely great. And most people in HSAs put it in terrible savings accounts. And if you are going to use the money for immediate medical needs currently or in the next year or two, yeah. But in a situation where the goal is to use the HSA as a long-term play to build up tax-free money, putting in a target date fund is perfect. Mike in Nevada says, over the past few years, I've received Amex e-gift cards as a year-end bonus. What? I currently have $6,000 of these in three separate quote-unquote <sighs> cards. As these are not in the form of an actual card and only exist on paper, is there a way for me to convert these into cash to move over into one of my bank accounts for easier use, either for purchases or savings? <sighs> I hate it when an employer pays a bonus on some kind of gift card, usually a Visa or American Express gift card. These things stink because they eliminate the ability for someone to take a bonus and use it to build up reserves in their lives, savings, investment. They're really spending cards. So the easiest way to get this 6000 to work in your life is use it to pay bills that you can pay electronically and pay with a credit card or with various websites where you can pay using these American Express e-gift cards. So you could do so at walmart.com, amazon.com, I assume target.com, many different places that you shop. You could use these Amex e-gift cards as a form of payment. But again, giving a bonus where the whole purpose of it is for you to spend is really not great. It's great the employer gives you these bonuses. I wish they'd do something where they just sent you a check with the bonus that you could then put to work, as you said, in savings is your preferred way of doing it. But there is no easy method I know of with these e-gift cards from American Express and Visa that you can turn them into a savings account or anything like that. And you could also, if you wanted to use them for groceries, a lot of grocers offer online gift cards that you can purchase. So you could use them to purchase grocery gift cards as well for your you know, regular for grocery the regular shopping. Grocery store. Yeah, something like that too. I wonder if you can use an American Express e-gift card to put in an American Express online savings account. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be worth calling Amex. I would check Amex. with Amex yeah. and see if you could open 
an Amex savings account and fund it with this $6,000. I never thought about that angle. It's not what Amex wants you doing. Mm. Because what they want is they want the big merchant fees they're able to collect from wherever you spend that money. But maybe that's an angle. Okay, I'm out of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got a, a strategy that's worked for you, to turn a crummy e-Visa gift card or e-American Express gift card into savings instead of spending, please let us know. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Remember what we're about, that you learn ways to save more, spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off.